Whoever is listening, guys, welcome back. Thank you for tuning into the Mammoth Plan podcast. This is actually, usually I say your Monday morning or Wednesday morning, we kind of have a flow here. But today, it's going to be a Thursday morning podcast with Travion Thompson, former Clemson football player, had some time in the NFL. He's joining us on the phone. And before we were talking about it, he's actually out shopping for his son's birthday. So he's doing all the right things, taking time for me. So Travion, I appreciate it, man. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, I appreciate you for having me. Yeah, man. So just want to kind of, we're going to go through your football journey and just kind of talk about all the, uh, all, I guess everything. So we're just going to start from the beginning, man. Take me through that football journey. Was there an initial practice? Was it maybe you wanted to go out and play with your friends? Like how did that football journey start for you? And was maybe there a figure in your life that said, Hey, you're pretty good at this. You need to stick with it because obviously you had a successful career at Clemson. So how did this how did this football journey start? <laughs> it's funny you, you asked that because uh, I was a basketball player at first. Uh, basketball, I started playing basketball when I was five years old. Um, and that was like I that was that was the only thing I think I remember as far as being that far back that I ever played up until I was nine. And just to get into it, like, I started playing football when I was nine because I had a few teammates through basketball that played on um, played football as well. And I was always athletic, you know. I always was one of the better ones out of the bunch, even from that age. And they invited me to play football. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, oh, like you want to you know, you want to do it? Like, why not? At the time, then, that's what I'm saying, why not? Because I obviously I did it. So why not? Um, so I started playing football when I was nine, and I didn't know. Um, I don't even know how many games we won that year. I probably got the minimum plays that you know how, <laughs> you know how like Pop Warner go as far as he, you got some people who on the team that get the minimum plays and some people who play a little bit more. I got the minimum plays. Um, and that was, that was probably for like my first two years playing football. So I played with one team, um, called the Bull City Lions my first year. And, uh, I remember it's kind of crazy because the team that I went to, we played them my first year with the Lions and it was a different type of football from the other team that we played in the conference. Right. And only I say that was because of the style of play that this team had. And that ended up being the team that I tra- that I transferred to go to the next year. Like I said, my first two years playing football, I was getting the minimum plays. So uh, long story short, go to that team and start playing football there and make a name for myself. Um, start being the ones that was on offense and defense and getting maximum plays and making highlight plays from you know, and then that's how I really started. And from then, like, I had people, you know, tell me, like, you need to keep playing in my ear. I had, I always had people uh, who were positive in my ear, and that's a blessing because uh, everybody don't have that. Um, but I, I also, like I said, I had people who was in my ear that was real positive. And, you know, you kind of, 
my mother was there to discern the ones out for me and, and that I didn't need to, in a, in a sense, listen to. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like that's how that's how that's how my football career started. And let's just skip on to I played all the way up to I didn't play my sixth grade year because I was getting ready to I was I was a manager for middle school ball. And like I said, within this all this time, I'm still a basketball player at heart, right? I'm still a basketball player at heart. And um I'm playing through middle school. I played corner my my seventh grade year because I played defense in Pop Warner, so I didn't mind playing corner because we had offensive pieces but that was in the eighth grade as well to my middle school team. So uh, played corner. And the very next year, we didn't have a quarterback. Yeah, like I said, I was always the most athletic and just overall better out of the bunch. They asked me to play quarterback. And that year, I, I led that team and um, – that eighth grade class led the team to a championship with me playing quarterback. And it was new for me, but I took I took the team there to, to do so as a quarterback. Then I went ninth grade year and played quarterback as well. Um, amen, playing quarterback. Um, and I had a whole bunch of people in front of me, like had people uh, had come in my freshman year, senior quarterback, Levadia Lee. Uh, we had a quarterback um, named Cinco. He was there. He was good. We, uh, we had a guy named Colin Anderson. He had a, a heck of an arm. Uh, so my, after my ninth grade year, I didn't play quarterback. My coach, he switched me to receiver because he figured that I would be better as far as my athletic ability to play receiver. So that, I, I was kind of familiar because I didn't mention this through my little league years. I, I played both sides of the ball and I played receiver. I played running back and receiver. And I mean, of course, tight end. Uh, and some some of the looks that we had. But um, that's I, I already had a little bit of feel for, for that. So he moved to re- receiver my sophomore year. And it just came natural to me. And that's how my receiver career, I, as far as like, Developing into a good receiver for the levels that I went to, that's where it started. Fascinating. Like I said, I've always, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where that's where it started. And I always, like I said, I always had people who was positive in my in my ear, along with the coaches and and trainers and just people who I associated with. Not like like I said, that's a that's a blessing within itself. Um, but it, it took off from there. And then I mean, I got my my first offer from Clemson. My sophomore after my my sophomore year, the the uh, first year I played receiver. Oh wow! So you you mentioned that yeah. the first offer was Clemson. So for you, why was it Clemson? Was it because they were the first offer? Was it on that recruiting pitch when you're in Clemson, South Carolina, where you sold on what they had and what they were building? Because at that time, I think it's crazy to think about it now, nearly a decade ago, is that there was some momentum with this program. So. Why did you end up choosing Clemson and decide that's going to be your home for college football? Um, it was it wasn't because they were the first ones. I honestly prayed on it, and it and it led me to them. But I can't say that I did enjoy my visits. I enjoyed the atmosphere when I did visit. Um, 
the type of receiver in high school that I thought I was. I thought that I fit their offense perfectly. Um, it was a lot of factors of why I, I chose them. Um, and they they was I didn't want to stay home either. A lot of people didn't know that. Like I would, I, it would have to be like a really special thing and, and situation for me to for me to stay home. But I I wanted to stay home for my my personal development to be away you know and that was that was my reason of, of choosing Clemson too because it wasn't too far and it wasn't too close either I get so that feeling <laughs> it, was, it was like a purpose yeah 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 it was a perfect situation for me so that that that's that's really why I chose Clemson not that because they were first um I really I really enjoyed it and I, and I felt good there so, yeah for sure uh, where do you feel yeah. recruiting has changed? Because obviously the last couple of years for college football have been, as I like to refer to it, it, it feels like the guinea pig years right now where there's a lot of new things, a lot of different variations, different variables being thrown into the, the melting pot that continues to change the sport. For you, where have you seen recruiting change the most? And do you think that this new brand of NIL, because it's going to continue to be the conversation, do you feel like that it's been for the positive? Do you think it's been for the better or for worse? For college athletes and where do you see it evolving from even here in comparison to where you were recruited back nearly a decade ago well, I, I can come with with so many so many ways through that question um i can come through the transfer portal um i could come through like you said nil i can come through uh, um the overall dynamic of a team and, and, and from, from a coach's standpoint of managing that. Um, I, I guess let's, let's start with transfer portal. When I, when I was coming through high school and college or whatnot, transfer portal wasn't nothing of course, but it was people transferred, but it was more so of a, not a portal to where they can put themselves into a situation to get picked from. It was like, okay, he's he's now back on the market and we're gonna see where we're gonna go from there. It's almost like a whole recruiting process again. Not saying the portal isn't, but it makes it easier and more fluent for athletes to move back and forth. Um I can't say that's the difference from when I was when I was playing as far as uh let's just say a coaching standpoint, monitoring um, and, and managing those who, who feel like through NIL, and let's just bring those both together, through NIL, you know, why do so-and-so get this amount of attention and, and can kind of kill the camaraderie of a team if it's not handled well? Because that's when egos get into play, especially when when money's involved. So I, I think when, it, when handled well, I think, of course, athletes should get paid that I really was hoping that you know we could have got paid then, um, but I, I'm I'm happy that they're able to get this opportunity, only because they're able to get the early experience of of what having money at that point of time in their lives is equivalent to them transitioning to professional, um, the professional world, whether it's the percentage that's going to go to the NFL and still be within that atmosphere or those who can translate those uh, relationships and um, partnerships 
through their regular lives. It all translates. So I think that that, that early process of getting those lifestyles under under your belt is beneficial. For sure, for sure. Yeah, and I, I think for for what I, I think the college football, the way that it's evolved and the way that it's grown, I think it's going to continue to progress. And I don't think that what we're at right now is currently the sol- – not saying that it's a solution because it was a problem, but it's not the permanent fix that I think they want. I think it's going to continue to change. The athletes are going to have yeah. more power. It's going to continue to grow, and even with, including these conference realignments that we continue to see. It's yeah. going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. But going back to yeah. Clemson, your career and but, from versus the transfer and, portal. And, yeah, and, go ahead. Before you before you before you, yeah before you ask that question, I even go to this extent. Um, as far as when you're saying that students students are going to have more power, um, I think it's going to come to a point again. Like it's trying to mimic. I feel like they're trying to mimic what the what it is to be, like I said, for those preparing to go to the NFL and those that are going to just you know their other lives with the same benefits that they already have experienced within the NIL through college. And they're already ahead of the eight ball. But those who do go to the NFL, you know, they're already having that experience of what it's like to be have have money and have to manage and go and go play and and having to go to meetings and have partnerships and withhold a, a image, you know what I mean? And and having to um post and actually promote what they're being partnered by for the NIL and giving them those those skills to be beneficial. But goes to say, with all that, I think um, yeah, it's just, it's, I think it's just beneficial. Yeah, for sure. And I think it, it's, just, I think it's, yeah. it's like you said, it's going to help regardless of where they're going after college football, I think there's some skills that yeah. can be developed there of managing all that. So and I think this is this is why we bring you on for the podcast is that perspective. And I think it's so unique yeah. to have players on who haven't been a part of this new NIL generation because they have this perspective of the NCA was tighter. There was a lot more regulations and restrictions. It's a lot more open now um, than what I used mm-hmm. to remember. I mean, we, you, you could get suspended for a half for signing autographs take uh, Todd Gurley or Johnny yeah. Manziel, for example, there's that yeah. that's fine now. I mean, you can use that to your advantage. So just the way that it's changed and that or, perspective is so valuable. Or even as far as back when Reggie Bush got, or as far as getting his husband trophy took before, for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I think that that turning around and them being able to, you know, use their platform and their image that, that, that is helping the team Honestly, their image that's been the, the the athletes that have, have come through in the years and them not being able to being comp- be compensated on their image that the schools already use and that, you know, national tele- televised programs already use and not be able to be, you know, compensated on that. It, it was already, I guess, now that we're in, in the future of this, I, it was already behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but that's what but that's what that's what progress and, and, and talking is, is for and again a point that I make as far as with the, with the NFL too they NFL um, the Players Association having a 
people who are leads of having meetings that players can chime in on and comment on what they want to see different around, you know, the whole entire organization of the NFL. Like they have those those groups that uh, converse about that, that the boards and stuff take into, you know, consideration. And I think that with them having the freedom of what they're doing, I think they're going to eventually evolve to that as well, where they have boards where, you know, those those student athletes come together and they're going to take heed on, they're going to have those who report back to them and take heed on what um, they're saying to better, to better for them and to enhance what they're trying to progress to. Yeah, absolutely. This is fantastic stuff, uh, Travion. So moving to from the NIL and this big picture of college football, I want to talk about your time at Clemson. And as Richard puts it, couldn't have come to Clemson at a better time because immediately when you get there, there's this air, there's this buzz. The team in your time, you win two national championships, you make the college football playoff from 2015 to 2018. There was a lot of success for Clemson, a lot of brand new success. So for you, was there a moment early in your Clemson career? Maybe it was 2014 in your freshman year. Maybe it was a practice in the fall camp where prior to the team going 15 and 0 and going to the nat or 14 and 0 going to the national championship. Was there a moment for you where you thought, okay, this is a team that's capable of something special? Having all that talent, you got guys like Shaq Lawson, Sean Watson. There's so many players you can pull from. Going like, yeah, this is it. But for you, was there a moment or maybe? you sat down with another player and thought we could do something really incredible here. Can you take me through that moment? Oh man. I could, I could say that the makeup of all those teams, they were, they were like in this own special way. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, you know, Coach Sweeney and the staff and the staff that he put around us, um, we're we're all on one accord, but the the makeup of that team and the mentality of that team was re really made really made it easy. Um, it made it easy to the point to where what we was doing and the mentality of everyone was wasn't normal everywhere you went around. And I mean. Practices were intense. Um, we have we had fun also. We also had fun um, being competitive. Everybody, you know, you know, you got you gonna have you know fights here and there. But the fact that everybody is is passionate about what one doing, and and I even start with say with, with even Coach Batson, like even in the off seasons, with the conditions and and the you know the workouts that we was going through. And the competitiveness and, and, and within those as well, but also having fun within it. Like, you know, if we had to go on extra rep, if somebody said, let's go on extra rep, then you know, we was all with it. And if you if you if you wasn't, if you were like one of the ones that complain, you know, everybody was getting on you, making you like making you feel like you the you the you the eyeball out. But it was all it was all in within fun. Like it was never like, you know no hostile environment within those teams either, but it was everybody knew what the mission was and, and how to come about business every day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I can say, yeah, 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 yeah. And I can say like that was that was that was instilled from 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 head down. 
And I can say though, with with those teams, like I said, we we had fun. We had a lot of fun. Um, oh, you know, Coach Swing's favorite saying, "The fun's in the winning," and we had we did a lot of winning. So it wasn't really. I can't really say the times that we we did lose within those years. Of course, you know, practice is not going to be peaches and cream and you know ice cream and cake, all that. You know, sweet. It's going to be some some intensity. Um, it was never hostility within those moments. Um, it was it was intense just because it was we wasn't satisfied and knew that what what was left out on the on the table as far as when dissecting and film. Um, but those teams were hungry, and, and and to be honest, we everybody was so locked in. That's how we was we was able to be as deep as we, as we were within all all positions. And again, that was that was you know it still talked about how years later and years later to to now that how we're able to just rotate in and out and how many players how he he has played over the years and that's just a that's just a testament of the mentality that he sets first and foremost and the staff that he he creates around the players and the whole just the whole environment of the team like I just think um those years were special but uh Again, it was the makeup of those the, the teams that the people that was recruited coming in and the personalities and, and how it all meshed. And it was, I think it was just, it was perfect. Like it couldn't be, it really couldn't have been a better time. <laughs> like to say all of that, that's all I can end with. It could really couldn't have been a better time to come. A truly perfect storm of just everything coming together at the right time from a community standpoint, because I think I, I was getting into high school, I was in middle school at this time. And I remember back home, we would have these Clemson days when they were going to the national championship for the first time and thinking, Oh my goodness, I can't believe this is happening. And I, th I feel like older now that I'm, there's a different perspective, I guess, now that I'm here at Clemson, I'm attending it. I'll be a senior next year, but from a community standpoint, yep. you're a student on campus as this is happening, as this program is transforming. Can you talk about what the community aspect of it was? Maybe you're walking into the ESO club, for example, and you've got, somebody that went to Clemson in 1978 going, man, I've been waiting for this for a long time. I just, it's an unbelievable thing. Did you ever have those kind of moments? Maybe it was students who were super excited or just the overall community. It's something that I've always been curious about, especially in the era that you played in. Oh man, I, that, that was what made it. Um, Even on game days, like the environment, I can't say that it was ever an environment that I played in that wasn't, you know, ideal for for an athlete to be in. And and I I can say that being being out on campus, you everybody friendly, like you know, you get treated, you you want to get you don't want to get treated like you know you know you know who who you are but you don't want to be outside having to go to class and and having to be have people all tug on you all the time they they pay their respects in in that manner but when it, when when conversations are had like you can just tell the joy that the people around you have even speaking with you and everybody was friendly um you know uh even as far as teachers teachers were cool uh, Cause they're a part of that that staff. I mean, not st that staff, but as far as that that community as well. As far as just outside of football, um, they they enjoy us like, and 
it was it was really just as far as just the relationship built, like some of the people outside of of, of football that we that you know me and my team my teammates became friends with over time that didn't play just through conversation, you know, and just the you know the excitement that they have you know speaking with us, and it was just you know it was really welcoming, and I can say that from even from my recruitment, it seemed like you know the fans are really passionate about who who comes in, and they they know um as well the ones that keep up with that stuff um but even on recruits on, on recruitment on visit they they made they made it feel like you were apart mm-hmm. yeah i man I, I think there was a moment from just take it i take the uh the rushing to the field after each game where there's that community sense where a four-year-old kid can meet Trevor Lawrence on any given day and take a picture with him, or they can meet Christian Wilkins, or they can meet Travion Thompson. And it's almost like everybody gathered. It was like a weekly gathering, everybody. And especially at that time, there was a lot of winning and a lot of excitement. So I can remember as a kid, I still have pictures on my phone going, man, I can't believe I got to be able to speak with so-and-so. I did the alma mater. I got able to sway around with people that are playing in the NFL now. So you have that community and you see it on national TV. So I think that, like you said, it speaks to what it was all about. And uh, yeah. I want to also comment on or ask you about your final year at Clemson. What I can imagine is mentioned perfect storm. This was another one of those teams. They were fresh off of the uh, sugar bowl loss in the semifinals. You have guys, all the guys on the offensive, lo- the defensive line, the power Rangers, as they like to be called, decide to come back. And you have this young kid named Trevor Lawrence come in and for you, you're one of the veterans in that wide receiver room. When did you see or when did you know, oh, this kid is the best quarterback in college football or could be one of them very down the road? Was it immediately in one of those practices? Can you take me through that season and what that was like? Because it's unlike anything I've ever seen before from at least a quarterback perspective, but just a team that had such a – it felt like they were on a mission from the very start. I would say um, I noticed it as far as his talent um, when he first came in. Of course, you know, you know, as players who who coming in, um, just because you keep up with that stuff as well. Um, and just, you know, knowing what kind of player he was, accolades and all that, it, it really, he really came in and, and just naturally back that, you know, storyline up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and that and that year was crazy. Uh because I mean we, we started off with Kelly that, you know, in my opinion, wasn't wasn't nothing wrong with where we was going. You know, you, you get a lot of people who think they know, you know, the plan or whatnot and, and think they know more than the inside of what, what the players know. Um but it was nothing wrong with what, what what Kelly was doing. But I think that, you know, when you when you make a move like that, you you can't be wrong. And I don't think it was, uh, more so to say, wrong move. Um, but I think that he, Trevor, did earn it to the you know because of who he was. Um. So I I think that year was kind of crazy within that that situation, but. Um, it, it turned out, it worked out for the better. 
Mm-hmm. All right, we came in locked in, and, and even with with that going on, um, it it did kind of it did kind of I ain't gonna lie, it did kind of create some hostility within within that environment on perspective of who was gonna not really side with who, but you know people got different opinions on how that situation played out, but we all came together, um, and just and just said that we we got to focus on what we got here, and we can't control what out there got going on, but we can control this to continue to move on. Uh, that was just a message. And I and we locked in and got locked and loaded. And he, you know, being a freshman, I can't say he came in and was, was poised to withstand the transition and continue to keep up what um that you know the decision was pretty much made about through his through his play. Um, but you got to think too, like I said, we were deep, uh, cause you don't remember that Syracuse game where we oh, had yeah. Chase Bryce had to come in. Yeah. So, you know, and, and Chase Bryce had a career too within, you know, his respect to the teams that he chose after he left Clemson. Um, so you, that just, that, like I said, that's a testament of that. But as far as that situation, I think that that year turned out for the better with, with, within that decision. And, um, Again, we locked in and loaded, and every practice was that that year was crazy too. That that year was was I think match up with really all of them, but that 2016 year was was special too. 2016, 2017. Oh, yeah. uh, but I think that one that that my last year kind of top kind of top that just because um of of how we how we came together and just the the overall mentality of we ain't letting nothing stop this this train of going because uh, everybody you know wanted to go undefeated it ain't never happened before and it was instilled us if i'm saying like i said from top from top to bottom um but that year that year was, was special even more special just because it was my last year and just to be a part of that yeah I- you're in the locker room in uh, San. I think it was Santa Clara because they weren't playing in a. Oh, well, they weren't playing in the Levi Stadium, from what I remember. Take me through that moment in the locker room before kickoff. I, from what I remember about the week, the week leading up to the game, was it was all about Alabama. They were also undefeated. Like Clemson was deep, so was Alabama. There was a lot of talk about, hey, this might be the start. We're they have their freshman moment with Trevor. This team doesn't stack very well against Alabama. And then an implosion happened on their side. An explosion happens on y'all's side. Can you take me through the, those moments in the locker room? Did that noise on the outside fire y'all up? Was there a sense of, hey, this team is much better than people are giving us credit for? We're about to not necessarily go out there and blow them out, but you felt like, oh, yeah, we're about to do what we're about to do. Can you take me through those moments in the locker room and for you, your final game at Clemson, what were what was the the sense like? What was the energy like leading up to that? The mentality was we were better than everybody. I think I think our practice was harder than the games. Our workouts were harder than the games just because, like I said, the makeup of, of that team and all those teams, to be honest. But specifically that team, I think the, the makeup and, and how we practice against each other. Some days, you know, offense, we was clicking on all cylinders. Some days, defense, 
they have their fair share. And I just think that that environment that we created for each other made those situations within games much more easier. So, I, like, of course, again, everything was intense because of the severity of what was at stake. But it was never hostile because everybody was under control. We are even we, even when we was down games that we lost, we you know, or games that we like I said, yeah, we lost and games that we were behind at half. It was we good. We just gotta make the proper adjustments. We know that the only thing that we used to because when we used to say that the only thing that can beat us is us. And we knew that based off how we went went about it in practice. So yeah. uh I think yeah, yeah, I think I think that 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 year um was 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 special. And and also being one of the one of the leaders of that year um as well. Uh that was special. And just the memories. Yeah. So for the you I, we're, we're gonna do some rapid fire to uh because this has been this perspective is always so valuable to hear. And I actually got to ask, and I got some great answers from Richard, one of your good buddies. And uh, this is also a, just a side note for the podcast listeners. Travion and Richard actually helped me out on a school project and gave me some incredible credibility within this com- communications class that I was a part of. But besides that, Travion, for you, and we're just going to ask you about some fun moments from your career. I asked Richard if he's ever had a like a gotcha moment where he looks back on it, where he had a rep against maybe it was just a great play in itself, or was it play against a player who's, he mentioned getting, I think it was blindsiding Joe Mixon on a block, and he still thinks about that to his day, this day in the 2015 Orange Bowl. For you, do you have that moment in your college career where you think of, man, you, when you look back on it, you go, that was a play that I'll remember forever? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would I, I, I would say two. Um and and I would just say the the South Carolina game, of course. Um and the Louisville game with that big third down, uh, I think it was like a third and long, um to keep the clock rolling. From, I think we was we were deep in our territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was third and long. It was like a third, third long, third and medium, or something like that. And catching that third down, uh, I think I think those two plays are um, were big, just because of, of, of what it meant for for those moments in, in the game. Um, yeah, so I say those two. Those two, and I love that you include a South Carolina fan. If there, Clemson listeners are really going to appreciate that. Some. Uh, some South Carolina listeners may not, but that's that's kind of here yeah, on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Travion, yeah, before yeah, we yeah. wrap up, <laughs> before we wrap up, I just want to get your perspective on the current state of the Clemson program, and can you talk about what you expect to see in 2023 from this team? You have a new quarterback in Cade Klubnik. You have a new offensive coordinator in Garrett Riley, and I, I know Cade played a couple games last year, but it feels like this is his true beginning within his career just because – it is his team now, and there's a lot of excitement. And covering the team in the spring, it felt like there was a new energy in the air. For you, 
What are you looking forward to most with the 2023 Clemson Tigers? And where do you see that? Where do, where do you see this program heading in this sort of big picture sense? You know what? Every every year, as a as a former player, as an alum, I watched every game. I've watched every game expecting to win. Like, of course, I know you're gonna have some games where you may not, you may not, come, you may come up short. But I'm expecting to win as a as as an outside looking in uh, player now to win every game. So I don't expect nothing different this year but to win every game like i'm i'm not i'm not doubtful of that that we don't have the pieces because we very well could put it together like anybody can put mm-hmm. it together but i know we have the talent not anybody anybody can't do that everybody can't do it we do i'm gonna say that <laughs> but at the same time i think the, the pieces of what what we have can be what we know and we can be yeah, for sure. And for the 2023 yeah. Tigers, Travion, there's a lot of excitement, like you said, and there's an expectation that's still the same from when you were still there. So it is exciting to see, even from my perspective, your perspective. Yeah. Um, do you have any – so before we wrap up, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, I I just say that I, I, I enjoy my, my career as far as from Little League – transitioning that I, that I did the people that I've been able to meet um I'm just speaking bigger picture here um uh, the people I've been able to meet stay and connect with you know talk to here and there um and, and and just the opportunities that it has opened for me um in a mental standpoint and in a physical sense um within making relationships with with people uh, but I, I can't say that I've, I've enjoyed the ride and I've learned valuable lessons uh, from everyone I've encountered with. And again, that's just being blessed with being surrounded with people, with, especially with a like mentality of me, uh, but also a mentality to give me a different perspective to elevate me too. Uh, so I can say I've been I've been blessed in all those perspectives, uh, even from my, like I said my childhood having positive people, um, but I've been blessed with all those perspectives as far as my career and just having a brotherhood that's 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 different as, as well, because you got different all different walks of life that come together. Um, you got people who uh, have experienced something that can give you insight on, and those are are, are valuable within themselves. Um, and again, that's, that's really how me and Richard Richard kind of got got to it. We we was roommates when we first got on campus, and we kind of hit it off from there. Um, but yeah, I, I've been appreciative of that of the whole journey of people and the opportunities that I've had uh, over the years um, within that. Yeah, and it's uh, it's like I uh, I talked to Darren Rencher about this. It's about the journey and how important that is. And that's a great way to be able to wrap this up on such a positive note. So guys, this was former Clemson wide receiver, Travion Thompson. Thank you so much guys for tuning and listening. If you stay till the very end, let me know what your favorite part was. Maybe leave a comment, subscribe. If you enjoyed, we got plenty of fantastic stuff on the way. Make sure to thank Travion in the comments too, and show him some love 
I'll make sure to drop his socials so you guys can connect with him. Stuff like that down below in the description. Travion, thank you so much for joining this podcast. And guys, this was episode 124 of the Man with the Plan podcast. Subscribe for more. Have a great day and take care. Mm-hmm.